When a company goes public, its top executives usually do something called a roadshow. They meet with big investment funds to sell them on their company's stock. These investors get to ask questions, and the whole thing happens behind closed doors. But when Robinhood, the stock trading app, held its roadshow recently, it hosted a different kind of event. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I am Vlad Tenev, and with me is my friend and co-founder, Beju Bhatt. We started this company on the belief that everyone should be welcome to participate in our financial system. We are this event was open to anyone, and it was targeting everyday investors, people who usually don't get to hear a company's pitch for an initial public offering, or IPO. And these investors got to ask questions, too. Hello to Mung from Fresno, California. And Mung asks, will you have a customer support phone line? Uh, thanks, Mung. So we actually offer that now. Robinhood received over 2,000 questions. Some of them were tough. What is Robinhood doing to prevent future app outages? Making sure our platform stays stable. We've invested heavily in stability and scalability. And some of them were tame. Uh, what's your favorite planet? Guessing that's that's uh, that's directed at me. Uh, definitely Pluto. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Robinhood was throwing this event because it wants to change how IPOs work. The company, which was founded on the idea of democratizing investing, says it's trying something new: democratizing IPOs. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, July 28th. Coming up on the show, Robinhood's risky gamble to open its IPO to all. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Our colleague Peter Rudiger covers Robinhood, and he says the app's users aren't your typical Wall Street investors. Robinhood is specifically for people that have never really been investors. So think of young people, people that make less money than your typical Fidelity or Schwab client who just thought the stock market was boring. So Robinhood kind of brought some features of mobile apps and games to investing to make it easier and less threatening for people to open an account. Over the last year, Robinhood's simple, easy-to-use platform has drawn tons of new users. As of the end of June, it had about 22.5 million funded accounts. But the app's popularity has drawn some scrutiny from critics. They say Robinhood has gamified trading and that the app encourages investors to take risks. Robinhood counters that it's democratizing investing, making it cheaper and easier for more people to get into the stock market. And now, the company wants to do the same thing for IPOs. 
IPOs are a big moment on Wall Street. It's when a company gets ready to list on a public market and sell shares to investors. And Peter says, companies that are IPOing generally like to sell their stock to a certain kind of investor. Funds that can buy up tons of shares, like pension funds or large money managers. The idea is you devote most of your time to big investors just because they have the most money, so it's kind of a more efficient way to, to shop. And uh, at the end of the day, whatever is left over after that usually got distributed to retail investors, individuals, kind of as an afterthought. Typically, individual investors might only end up holding 10% or less of a company's IPO shares. The great majority of shares, over 90% of them, go to those big investors. That's important because getting in on the ground floor of a company's IPO, that's how you get the most gain. Often the day a company goes public, its stock surges. Robinhood wanted a way for all investors to have access to those kind of gains. So two months ago, the company launched a new feature to let users buy into IPOs. The first company that used it uh, was Figs, which makes uh, scrubs and other you know, wardrobes for doctors and nurses. The latest stock to hit the markets is already making history. Figs is going public today. Figs is the very first company to offer customers of brokerage app Robinhood a chance to get in at the IPO price, which in this case was 22 bucks. And Figs just sold a fraction, single-digit percentage of their shares to Robinhood users. And the experience there was pretty positive for those that bought into it. At one point, I think Figs shares doubled in price uh, a couple weeks after the IPO. It's not just Figs. Since launching its IPO feature, Robinhood users have been able to buy shares of other companies that have gone public. Companies like Clear, which does airport screening, and Duolingo, the language learning app. Now, Robinhood is preparing for its own IPO. Shares are expected to start trading tomorrow. And the company's announced it will be selling a big portion of those shares to people who use Robinhood, up to 35% of its IPO shares. And as far as Peter can tell, that's more than any company has ever offered to retail investors. And why is that noteworthy? So it is challenging this old kind of conventional wisdom in the market that companies going public shouldn't rely on retail investors when they're IPOing. And the reason is that it's kind of been viewed as unpredictable. It adds volatility. You don't know how retail investors are going to behave once they get a share of an IPO. So Robinhood is taking a gamble that that conventional wisdom is either outdated or not as important as it once was. But will that gamble pay off? That's after the break. How well do we know the people we work with every day? We share lunches, jokes, and deadlines, but are we aware of the unseen struggles we often face silently? Stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or feeling misunderstood at work. Through insight, awareness, and empathy, we can start to better see the issues our coworkers are dealing with, and that can make us and our companies healthier, too. Join Holly Robinson-Pete and her guests on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. 
With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. A common criticism of individual investors is that they're fickle. Constantly buying and selling stock, trying to make a quick buck. Which is one reason companies have traditionally avoided them when selling their IPO stock. The fear is that individual investors will buy the company's shares and then dump them right away, causing the stock price to tumble. Robinhood is going to put that to the test when its shares start trading this week. How the stock fares will depend on the people who buy into the IPO. People like Prasant Lokanendi. My name is Prasant. Uh, I live in Berkeley, California, uh, and I'm a product manager at a tech startup. How would your friends describe you? They would describe me as someone who is an early adopter of all things technology and apps and services. I think I'm the kind of first recommender for a lot of new cool things that come out. Any kind of new techie thing, Prasant's tried it. Underwear subscription? Check. Digital toothbrushes? He's tried them too. And when it comes to apps, how many apps do you have on your phone? Probably in the hundreds. One of those apps is Robinhood. Prasant started investing with the app in 2016. So I discovered Robinhood, and two things about it really stuck out to me. The first thing was that the user interface was beautiful and it felt very intuitive. And one thing about me uh, is that I'm a little bit of a user experience snob. And the second thing was that there were no fees associated with individual trades. At a time when other trading apps charged a fee per trade, Robinhood was offering commission-free trades. And so Prasant started investing whatever extra money he had in companies he believed in. Today, he says Robinhood's one of the very first apps he checks when he gets up in the morning. And of course, until recently, Prasant couldn't buy into IPOs, even though he wanted to. What's the benefit of buying into an IPO as you see it? To me, the pre-IPO price is as close to the kind of insider price that the big banks are getting as possible. If I can get that and I believe in the long-term viability of the company, then I would probably want to do that every time, frankly. Um, I think it's just a barrier has always been. It feels like that is a privilege that your average retail investor that doesn't have a super huge checkbook um, gets access to. So when Prasant heard Robinhood would be offering its users access to its IPO, he was pumped. Will you try to buy shares in the Robinhood IPO this week? Yeah. I So I already put in a request for some shares. How many? How much? I mean, not a lot. I think I put in a request for about 25 shares. At, I think it was a 38 to $42 range or something. It's like $1,000. Yeah. What is it about Robinhood that you want to invest in? I'm investing in the long-term impact of the company on the investing space overall. I think, similar to me, more people are going to want to get into investing. There was a lot of people that were used to this high quality of user experience and user interface when it comes to the apps that they choose to use on a daily basis. 
Prasant says if he's lucky enough to get some Robinhood IPO shares, he'll probably hold on to them for a while. At a minimum, whenever I choose to invest in an individual stock in Robinhood, my minimum time horizon is probably one year from the time that I purchase. So one of the arguments against having a lot of so-called retail investors, everyday investors, giving them access to IPOs is that they will sell immediately. Yeah. It'll create this volatility in the market. Mm -hmm. But you're saying you'd hold on for a year. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's two types of investors, right? There's there's ones that are in it for the short-term gains where you're almost day trading to some degree. Um, you wake up, you see the candlestick chart thing, and then you decide to sell within minutes or an hour. But the majority of people that I know that use Robinhood aren't necessarily using it for day trading. They're using it as a tool to be able to invest in companies that they truly believe in. And they kind of stick with it over the long term. So it's kind of a stereotype of retail investors. I would say so. If you get shares, Mm -hmm. what will make this IPO a success for you? You know, at the end of the day, I I believe in in buy low, sell high, right? So if I get it at a low price and um, on day one, there's a lot of positive upward movement in the share price, I'll be super optimistic. I think it's it's the first time that I'll be able to participate, you know, from a pre-IPO share perspective, and that's super exciting. So I think I'll have a connection to this particular company and stock um, that I don't with some of my other individual stock investments. For Prasant, Robinhood's IPO will be a success if he gets some shares and the stock goes up. But for Robinhood, it goes beyond that. Peter says its IPO this week will be a test of whether this new model can work. If this experiment fails, what would it say about Robinhood's goal to democratize investing? I think it might say that the world isn't quite ready for the degree of retail participation that Robinhood is envisioning. I think there might be a lot of I told you so's to go around. And if it's a success? Everyone will look like geniuses, and no one will uh, pretend that there was any, any risk to the contrary beforehand. And I think you might see companies actively courting retail investors as part of their IPO roadshows and beyond. So instead of treating them like an afterthought, they're viewed as an important constituency. If the theme of the past year has been opening up access to financial markets to normal folks through apps like Robinhood, this is the next test of that. And it's the next test to see how far that trend can go. That's all for today, Wednesday, July 28th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.